So I've realized that there's a really important question that we have not explored deeply enough on this podcast. How do you sell a screenplay? How do you sell a TV pilot? How do you actually break into this crazy industry? So we're going to start exploring that today, and we're going to continue over a multi-part series of podcasts where we try to build some of the skills that you need to succeed in this industry. Now, I want to start with a warning. Anytime anyone promises you a foolproof method, this is how you sell your script, that person is lying to you. Anytime somebody tells you, here's how you sell your script in 30 days, here's a simple 10-step plan, or even worse, if you give me money, I will introduce you to someone and sell your script guaranteed. Anytime somebody makes you a promise like that, run, 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 run as quickly as you can. Please know that there are no easy answers in this side of the business, and there are a lot of sharks in these waters. There are a lot of people preying on the desperation of screenwriters who want so desperately to break in. Um, No one should be charging you for an introduction. No one should be charging you for representation. Agents, managers, they get paid when they sell your script. No one should be charging you saying, hey, if you give me this, I will get it to this person. Because that's an unsustainable business model. Even if the person really has that connection, which there's a good chance that they don't, if they start sending that person scripts, even if they're not bad scripts, if they start sending that person scripts that are not appropriate for them, because they're getting paid by people to do so, well, guess what's going to happen? Pretty soon that person's going to stop reading scripts that that person submits. So it's not a sustainable business model, especially if the person doesn't know your work intimately. If it seems a little too good to be true, if it seems easy and not hard, if it seems like a standard set of rules that's going to work for everybody, run, you are being lied to. So what we're going to try to do today in this podcast is answer a question that, quite frankly, is really hard and that there is no one definitive answer to. We're going to try to give you some skills that you can use once your screenplay is ready to break into the industry. But what you want to know, the first thing you want to know before anything else, is that nearly every story of how to break into the industry is an exception story. Almost everyone who has actually succeeded in this industry has some crazy story of how it happened. And oftentimes, you're going to hear the truth and realize, wow, they had a lot of luck. I had a lot of luck. The teachers who work for me, they had a lot of luck. Now, if you don't do the work, quite frankly, it doesn't matter how much luck you have. Um, If your script isn't actually ready to go, it doesn't matter how much luck you have, how many wonderful breaks happen in your favor. If you are not really ready to be a screenwriter, it is probably not going to happen for you. You're going to have to build your skills and your library of screenplays up to a point where you're really ready to do this. But there is the uh, 
a hard truth that we have to accept, which is selling a script requires getting a little bit lucky. And so part of succeeding in breaking into the industry is actually working both your inner and your outer game as a writer. Getting yourself to a place, first off, in your personal life, in your financial life, where what you are doing is sustainable, right? That you have enough time where you can wait for your talent and your great script and the luck to actually match up. And that might happen in a day, that might happen in a year, that may happen in many years, right? And you really truly cannot predict when your hard work and the luck is going to happen. What you can predict is that if you don't do the hard work, the lucky break ain't happening for you. And you can predict that the lucky break will happen. And I know that might be hard to believe if you are, you know, sitting in your living room, you know, in the Midwest, wondering, I don't know anybody in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't have any connections. I don't have any financial resources. I don't know how I'm going to get there. It might be hard to believe that the luck will happen. Um, but I strongly believe that the luck happens. And I believe that the work that you do is what opens the door for you to see the luck when it's happening in front of you. I, I think a lot of people are so convinced that they don't have a shot that they don't actually see the doors opening or they don't see the opportunities that are in front of them in, in their own lives. So we're going to be talking about how do you find those lucky doors? How do you find those opportunities? How do you control the things that you can control? And that starts with building a sustainable lifestyle for yourself. Uh, if you hate your job, if you hate going to work every day, and you are looking at selling your script as your ticket out, well, that's an extremely high-pressure situation to be in. And what I would suggest to you is instead of looking at the script as a ticket out, because what's going to happen is if that script sells, wonderful, your life just changed. But if it doesn't, right, the stakes of that are going to be so huge, right? And the pressure that you're going to be writing under is so huge. And the pressure underneath every phone call that you make is going to be so huge. If you hate your normal life, the first step you should make as a screenwriter is building a normal life you like. If your normal life doesn't give you time to write, your first step of being a screenwriter should be, okay, it's not going to be the magical sale. It's going to be, how do I start to open up some time? How do I start to set some limits with my boss? How do I start to carve out some time with my family? So we need to build a sustainable life so that we are happy showing up every day, so that we are happy with the process of our life even if the luck doesn't happen right away. So that we can keep showing up at the keyboard, keep playing the game. Um, Haruki Murakami has a wonderful book called What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. Murakami is one of my favorite novelists. And he's talking about writing as much more like a marathon than as a sprint. Now, in that book, which is a brilliant book on the creative process, he's really talking about the process of writing a book, uh, or in, in your case, probably writing a screenplay. But 
I believe the same metaphor is also true when it comes to building your career as a writer. Building your career as a writer is not a sprint, not for most of us. Building your career as a writer is a marathon. It's about endurance. It's about training every day. It's about showing up and doing a little bit. And uh, one of the metaphors that Murakami draws that I think is really interesting is, he says, you know, there are really only a couple of people who win marathons. But there are many, 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 many people who compete in marathons. And unless you are one of the top five, really, when you run a marathon, the only person you're competing with is yourself. And I think this is a wonderful piece of spiritual advice, right? Thinking, because it's so easy, so many of us as writers, I remember, and I was extremely lucky, and I had success extremely young. I was 21 years old when that door opened for me, right? And, and yes, I worked my butt off, and yes, I had some skills, but mostly, an incredible door opened and I went through it with everything I got. I got lucky. But I remember even for myself at 21 years old feeling like, oh my God, I am so behind. Oh my God, I am so behind. Oh my God, all these other people are so far ahead of me. I remember that pressure. And I've had so many students come to me going, oh my God, you know, I, I, I just retired. Can I really start a screenwriting career? You know, oh my God, I, I, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 75, right? I've had so many people come and feel behind. I've had students sell their first script and feel like, oh my God, I'm so behind. And what I'd like to suggest to you is that there, there is room in the industry for you. And that doesn't mean that you have to become Steven Spielberg, right? That if you're Steven Spielberg, you can compete with the other top five. But most of us, what we're really doing is competing with ourselves, right? And, and that starts with really knowing who you are, what you want from this, what you want to write. And thinking about your career, just like your writing as a marathon, is something you show up to and take a step towards every day, something that you are building over time, a network of relationships that you are developing over time. You are not running a sprint. You are not looking for the quick sale, even though we'd all love it. You are looking for the relationships, the, the collaborators, the people who believe in you and whom you believe in, the skill set that is going to allow you to perform, and the vision that is going to allow you to do your best work. You're looking to build those things. And then there is a spiritual practice of trust. Trust in yourself that, yes, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep doing the work. And also trust in the luck. Trust that if you do the work, the luck will find you. And the only thing you can't control is when. But what you can do is you can get a lot better at seeing the luck when it's happening. Because I've seen so many writers where the luck is like shimmering and blinking and singing a little song in front of them. And they don't see it. 
So we're going to talk about how you can start to recognize the luck when it's happening, what to do when that door starts to open, and how to build the skills so that you are ready when it happens, and some tools that you can use to start opening those doors, to start building those relationships and those connections that will eventually sustain you throughout your career. If you like what you're hearing, please like, follow, write us a review. And if you want to study with us, check us out for free every Thursday night. WriteYourScreenplay.com slash Thursday, Thursday Night Write. It's a great free writing class with me and one of the special guests from my faculty. And if you're looking for more, if you're looking for one-on-one -on -one mentorship, check out our incredible ProTrack program where we will pair you one-on-one -on -one with a professional writer who will read every page you write, every draft you write, and mentor you through your entire career at a cost that you can afford. So it is impossible to sell a screenplay. It is impossible to sell a TV show. It is impossible, but people do it every single day. My students do it. Our mentors do it. It is so freaking hard to do this, but people do it every day. So the first thing that you need to do if you want to sell your script is you have to make a little deal with yourself that you are going to do this even if it's impossible. That you are going to do this even if there is there are obstacles in your way. You're going to do this even if unfair things are happening, right? But even if those things are happening, it's impossible anyway. So you are going to do it. You are going to do this even if you don't have the talent. So many of us never actually let ourselves take the step because we decide that, well, we just don't really have the talent. Oh, she's so good and she's so good and they're so good. But me, you know, I just don't have the talent. Maybe someday if I can develop the talent or, you know, no. I want you to think for a moment about Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is one of my favorite songwriters, one of my favorite musicians. Does Bob Dylan have the talent? Well, I don't think if you heard Bob Dylan's voice back when his last name was Zimmerman, that you would go, you know what you're destined to be? You are destined to be a musician. No, I think exactly the opposite is what you would think. You would think, hey, you know, maybe a songwriter or you know, lawyer's a good job, right? Based only on Bob Dylan's voice, your first assumption would probably not be the greatest songwriter and musician of all time. That probably would not be in the cards as you would imagine it. But all Bob Dylan wanted, he wanted to be Woody Guthrie. And so what Bob Dylan did was he learned to play like Woody Guthrie by listening to old Woody Guthrie albums. And there's an amazing story about Bob Dylan finding out that, that Woody was on his deathbed and driving and going to see this guy he didn't even know, but who he so admired. And he spent the first part of his career just learning to play like Woody Guthrie. And he spent the rest of his career learning to play like Bob Dylan. 
And what I'd like to suggest to you is that that is the drive you want to connect with, right? Not all the rules of how you are supposed to do it. Not, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? You want to find your Woody Guthrie. And you want to decide, I'm going to do this even if it's impossible. I'm going to do this even if it doesn't, even if I don't have the talent. And even more importantly, I'm going to do this even if I am not going to be successful at it. I'm going to do this even if I knew that I would never sell a script. Even if I knew that I would never make a single dollar from this, I am still going to do it. That's how badly I want it. Now, why do I say that? Obviously, I want you to sell your script. I want you to break into the industry. I want you to make millions of dollars. I want everything good for you. But why would, so why would I say you should do it even if you're not good enough and even if nothing was ever going to come out of it? I'm saying that for two reasons. Number one, that is the amount of determination that you are going to need to break into this business. So on a purely business level, if you don't have that level of determination, then you should be doing something else because that is the level of determination it's going to take for you to break in. But the second reason is actually even more important. The second reason is this. Everybody deserves something that they love that much. Everybody deserves to do something that they love so much that the secret, the dirty little secret is they would do it for free. That's my little dirty secret about screenwriting and my dirty little secret about teaching. I'm extraordinarily lucky that I'm able to make a living doing what I love. But the truth is, even if I didn't make a single dollar, I would still need to do this podcast. I would still need to teach my classes. I love them that much. They give me that much meaning in my life. And everybody deserves that level of meaning in their life. If you show up every day and you do a job that you freaking love, if you show up every day and you dedicate your life to something that matters so much to you that you would do it for free, that you would do it even if you didn't have the talent, that you would do it even if you knew it was never going to lead anywhere. If you spend your life doing that, the worst case scenario is you spent your entire life doing something you love. I don't think anybody on their deathbed has ever looked back with regret at spending every day doing something that they love. If, on the other hand, it's only worth it to you if it leads to success. It's only worth it to you if it leads you to money. It's only worth it to you if it leads to being Steven Spielberg. It's only worth it to you if you happen to be great at it. Well, I think that would be a darn shame to devote that much of your life to something that really only serves the ego. I think it would be a darn shame to dedicate that much time and energy to something that didn't bring you joy in the process. And 
If it's only worth it if you get to the destination, well, guess what? If you don't get to the destination, well, you've wasted your whole life. When really, you could have spent your whole life finding that thing that you love that much. So, if writing for you is the thing that you need to do, if it is the thing that makes you, you, if it is the thing that you are willing to do, even if you don't have any talent, even if you have, are full of doubts, even if you knew there was no chance of you any getting, get, ever getting anywhere, if it gives you meaning on its own, well, guess what? Not only are you dedicating your life to something you love, you're actually the person who's most likely to get there. And if it doesn't do that for you, well, there's no shame in that. Go find something that matters to you like that. And I don't care if that's being an accountant. I don't care if that's working at McDonald's. Go find the job, the thing that matters to you so much that your dirty little secret is you would do it for free. Go find that thing because that thing is going to give you a beautiful life. I'll tell you one more story about this. Uh, one of my students um, is a, uh, in, in his former life, he was an angel investor. And um, he's now uh, reinvented himself as a writer and he's a darn good writer. And um, I was talking to him because I'm very interested in entrepreneurship. And, and so I was asking him, you know, in your previous life, when you were an investor, what did you look for in a CEO. And what he said to me was so interesting. He said, Jake, I knew pretty much any idea coming into my office had a good chance of making me money. Because if it didn't have a good chance of making me money, it wouldn't have already made it all the way to me. I wasn't actually looking for how good the idea was. I wasn't actually looking for the numbers. What I was looking for was the person who was so crazy that they were going to do it even if I said no. That even if I was like, this is the worst idea ever, you can't have my money, I know they're still going to freaking do it, even if they don't have a single dollar to do it with. And I said, why? And he said, well, Jake, that's the person who's going to succeed because that's the level of passion that you need to succeed in entrepreneurship. And I know the other guy might have the better idea, but if the passion isn't there, if he, he or she or they wouldn't do it without me, then I know they're not going to make it no matter how good the idea is. So, as a screenwriter, really, you are an entrepreneur in the purest sense. You are on spec, bringing something into the universe that does not yet exist. Not because someone's asking you for it, not if you're early career, not because someone's demanding it of you, not because an audience is knocking down your door. You are creating something that doesn't exist because you need to do it. And because you believe there is going to be an audience for it, there are going to be people who are moved by it, who want it, who need it, who will benefit from it. 
You are doing it speculatively out of your heart, out of your passion, out of your conscious and your subconscious mind, out of your instincts and your intuition and your impulses. You are creating something that is beautiful to you. And as screenwriters, we need to learn the skills, just like an entrepreneur would need to learn certain skills to bring that creation into fruition. We need to depend on a team. We need the people around us who can help us bring that idea all the way to fruition. And we need that internal drive that is going to get us there. And so many of us as screenwriters, we feel much more comfortable in front of our laptop than we feel in the meeting, than we feel networking. For a lot of us as screenwriters, these networking skills, these sales skills, these pitching skills, these business skills, right? These are the skills we didn't learn, right? Because we were busy reading books and writing stuff and living with our characters while other people were learning how to network and pass notes and do that kind of stuff in elementary school. And so what we're going to be talking about over these next several episodes, now let's assume if you're continuing I'm going to make the assumption that your writing is as important to you as we've been talking about. I'm going to make the assumption that this matters to you, that you would secretly do it for free. I'm going to make the assumption that you either have or are in the process of building a life that is sustainable for you, that gives you enough money enough stability, enough time to write, enough space that you can keep showing up again and again and again until the luck matches up with the hard work. I'm making the assumption that that is who you are. And in the next couple of episodes, we are going to talk about, okay, that's who you are. Now, what do you do? I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like and review and check us out every Thursday night. We have a free screenwriting class, Thursday Night Writes. That's writeyourscreenplay.com slash Thursday.